My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Praise the Lord, and uh, wherever you're at, let's give the Lord some praise here tonight, and let's thank the Lord for his greatness. Praise the Lord. And I am honored to be here in this great church and joining you around the world. Praise God. I believe God is going to do something powerful in this end time. I believe that. And uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, uh, Bishop Kinsey, for the great honor to be here and be a part of this virtual revival. And I believe the best is yet to come. Amen. And uh, we thank the Lord for you. And uh, this is a great church. And this church is doing great things in the kingdom. And all the ministry here that have ministered this week, Brother Strobel and Brother Josh Herring, we thank the Lord for you in Jesus' name. I'm going to go to the word of the Lord tonight, the book of Joshua, chapter number three, and I believe I have heard from the Lord. Joshua, chapter number three, and verse number 15. And then we will go to the book of Judges, chapter number six. And as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priest that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for, watch this parenthetical phrase, for Jordan overflows all his banks. All the time of harvest. All the time of harvest. Judges chapter number 6, verse number 1. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them dens, which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came against them. Verse 7, and it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God, fear not, the God of the Amorites, 
in whose land you dwell. I told you not to fear, but you did not obey my voice. Verse number 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto Gideon and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Tonight in this sanctuary and into your homes, I want to preach to you from this subject when harvest holds the hand of chaos. Praise the Lord. When harvest holds the hand of chaos. I want us to pray. Father, I thank you for the power that comes from your word. I thank you that there is no other power on the universe like your word. And I believe tonight that heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will not. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that wherever people are sitting in their homes or sitting in their cars or driving or doing whatever they're doing, Lord, that this word would penetrate their spirit right now in the name of Jesus we are dealing in a time of uncertainty but Lord you are the, the stability that we need and tonight I loose the gift of faith to go into these homes to go into this region in the name of Jesus and I praise you for it and I magnify you in the name of Jesus wherever you are would you clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord some praise here tonight hallelujah I think we can do just a little bit more than that so let's do that unto the Lord just a little bit more wherever you are just do that unto the Lord I'm sure that it is no secret by now that we are living in the last days we are living in the days that Jesus himself spoke about when he said that in the last days there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There would be famines and pestilence and even earthquakes in diverse places. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before you let a local media outlet put you in a hole somewhere, before you turn the shades down and pull the covers over your head there's something I'd like to make abundantly clear in this house tonight and in your house there's something I want to uh, just to put on your mind that tonight I believe that before this thing wraps up before this thing closes out I believe that every miracle in the book of Acts is going to be duplicated many many times over I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that before the rapture of the church, blind eyes are going to open. I believe that deaf ears are going to be unstopped. I believe that tumors are going to fall off. I believe that cancers are going to dry up. Praise the Lord. I believe tonight that diabetes is going to be healed. I believe with all of my heart, all kinds of incurable diseases are going to be healed. In fact, I want to tell you tonight that in the book of Acts chapter 5, the Bible said, when they had the sick folks, uh, they laid them out in the streets. And when the man of God passed by, his shadow fell on them. Uh, and they were instantly made 
I believe that I'm talking to people tonight that God is going to use like that in this end time. Oh, yes, somebody want to praise the Lord right now. That's exactly right. The dead are going to be raised. The lame are going to leap. Not only that, but I fully expect that we are not going to see 3,000 get the Holy Ghost in one day in North America, but because the Bible said that the latter rain is going to be seven times greater than the former, I believe that we're going to see 21,000 receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in one day in North America. I wish somebody get a hold of that right now. Some of you can't see that because of where you're currently at. Some of you can't see that because, ladies and gentlemen, they're threatening a lockdown. But I come to tell you, they can't lock down the Holy Ghost. Ah, they can't shut down the Holy Ghost. They can't lock down prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that before this thing wraps up, people are going to be beating our doors down saying, I need what that church has. I need. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? I believe you can lift up a prayer on your house that your whole block just gets infected with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Let's praise the Lord just one more time. I believe it. I believe it, ladies and gentlemen. I believe it. And that this is the day that we are living in. Oh, yes. But I want to tell this church tonight, God is stirring up the North American church. He's not just stirring up the North American church. He's stirring up the church around the world. I want this church to hear me, and I'm preaching to this church tonight, and those that are watching, it is the will of God emphatically that 20% of the population of this county be infected with of the Holy Ghost. It is the will of God for 20% of this population of this city and this county to have the Holy Ghost. I believe that. But ladies and gentlemen, when you look and analyze the book of Acts, you will find out that in the book of Acts of the apostles, when they had church, 95% of what they did was dynamics, and 5% was mechanics. Ah, yes. 95% was demonstration. I want this church to hear me well. I want you to hear me well in your house. God is calling for the apostolic church to get out of the maintenance mode and get in the place of advancement. That's where God's trying to call us to right now. He's trying to call us to a place of advancement. And we've got to advance no matter what because the kingdom, the kingdom is what God's after. Oh, somebody praise the Lord wherever you are. Oh, yes. But I want you to hear me that God, when the church gets comfortable, God has a mechanism 
God has a mechanism that will ensure that we do not stay in our comfort zones. That mechanism is called chaos. Uh, yes, that mechanism is called chaos. I know it's not popular. God is not the originator of the coronavirus, but he can use coronavirus to get the job accomplished. Uh, yes, I know we shout about the book of Acts. I know we shout about it. Uh, Pastor Kinsey, I know we shout about the accomplishments of the book of Acts. But when you study the book of Acts, you will find, ladies and gentlemen, that everything that happened in the book of Acts happened while it was holding the hand of chaos. While it was holding the hand of chaos, people were getting the Holy Ghost. While the hand they was holding the hand of chaos, five thousand were being birthed in the church in one day. While it was holding the hand of chaos, Samaria was being turned upside down. While it was holding, I feel my helping here right now. I'm gonna tell North America, I want you to know you're gonna have a harvest like you've never seen. But it's going to be holding the hand of the coronavirus. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift your hands wherever you are and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We want harvest, but we want it without any chaos. But that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to know you show me a great move of God, and I'll show you a people that is going through heartache. Oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, I don't believe that, Brother Wade. I, I believe when God gives us harvest, everything's going to be just peachy. I believe that when God gives us harvest, everything's just going to be really nice. Well, I happened to look at the statistics last night, and uh, I happened to look at the statistics, and I want you to know, in the last 20 years, in the last 20 years, the church in Pakistan has gone from 10,000 constituents to over 160,000 constituents. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would propose to you, uh, they do not live in a place of religious freedom. They live in a place of terrorism. Oh yes. They live in a place where if you're found to be practicing anything other than Islam you can be killed. But right in the middle of that right in the middle of chaos they're having harvest and I propose to you tonight if they can do that in the midst of terrorism we can do that in the midst of a virus. Oh, yes. Somebody praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. I said we ought to praise the Lord right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 
Last year they had almost 2,100 get the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the midst of chaos. I did the lesson. I did the statistics rather. And ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell you tonight, I did the statistics. And last year, while people are eating out of garbage cans, while people are eating their own dogs and cats, while people are doing all kinds of unnameable things, I want you to know in the nation of Venezuela, right then last year, they had over 15,000 receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What, Brother Wade? I mean, I thought you had to have all the conditions right. I thought you had to have the greatest sound system. No, you don't. All you got to do is have a people that has got their minds made up to have harvest in spite of the chaos. Somebody lift your hands and worship the Lord one more time. I don't know about you, but I made up my mind. I made up my mind that no matter how chaotic it is, I'm still going to have harvest. No matter how terrible it gets, I'm still going to have a move of God. No matter how down and out I am, I'm still going to reach into the harvest. Yeah. Brother Wade, they're telling us this and they're telling us that. They're telling us the numbers are going to spike. Well, I got a word for you here tonight. The numbers are going to spike, but it's not going to be the coronavirus numbers. It's going to be the numbers of souls that are coming into the kingdom. Oh, I come to tell the apostolic church, God has created a way to stir us up. I just don't believe that well. I read in the scripture for you tonight. I read for you in the scripture tonight, ladies and gentlemen, about about Israel getting ready to cross into the promised land. They're getting ready to cross over. And they made up their minds. The Bible says that the Lord spoke to Joshua and says, I want you to tell them, don't try to go around the chaos. I want somebody to hear what I'm saying now. Don't try to go around the chaos. I want you to get down into the chaos. I want you to get down into the chaos. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God's not telling the church, go to your cave and hide from it. He's telling the church, get down in it. Because I gave you the power over it. I know that's not real popular. But Jesus got down in the leper colonies. I know that's not real popular, but we've got missionaries that are walking among leper colonies right now. And I want you to know when they get down in there, the Holy Ghost moves. People are healed of AIDS. People are healed of leprosy. That's the kind of power you and I have. God said, get down. God said, get down in the chaos. God said, get your feet down in that water. Now, Bishop Kinsey, I could have been okay if the water was calm. I would have been all right 
if the waters had not been troubled. But my Bible tells me there's a parenthetical phrase in that passage where it says that all the Jordan overflowed its banks all the time of harvest you know what God was saying in that scripture he was saying stop waiting for the right moment to get down in it because there's going to be chaos in your harvest you might as well just get ready for it I'm going to tell you something and I've been prophesying it for a while but I'm going to tell you tonight every miracle in your Bible came through the doorway of inconvenience. Every miracle in your Bible came through the doorway of inconvenience. My brothers and my sisters, it might be inconvenient, but I got news for you. It's going to happen. We're going to have harvest like we've never seen. I believe it. And if you believe that wherever you are, you ought to lift your hands and say, God, no matter what I feel, no matter how much the chaos is around me, I'm going to get down in it. I'm going to get down in it. Oh, Brother Wade, aren't you afraid? I got news for you. I'm not here to be stupid. But I'm going to tell this church right now. The Bible says in Psalm 91, he would give his angels charge over us to keep us in the way. Lest we dash our foot against the stone. Yeah. Yeah. He said in the book of Malachi, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. Then because I don't change, you're not consumed. Yeah. And so ladies and gentlemen, here we find, uh, here we find another man by the name of Gideon. Y'all remember Gideon? He's such a powerful man that he's hiding out. And Pastor Kinsey, the Bible tells us that for seven years, Amalek and Midian came down and robbed Israel of their harvest. That's exactly what the Bible said. They robbed them of their harvest. Well, I don't have time to go into it, but I'd like to tell you the name Midian means confusion. That's what it means. The name Midian means confusion. And the name Amalek has the same numerical value in Hebrew as the word doubt. So confusion and doubt robbed Israel of their harvest every year. But there was a man by the name of Gideon that said, I'm tired of watching chaos rob me of my harvest. Oh, I'm tired of watching chaos rob me of my boldness. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm tired of watching chaos rob me of my boldness in God. I'm tired of it. I've got to get beyond it. And Gideon said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, if I'm going to have to have chaos, I'm not sitting in this cave another day. I'm going to have harvest if I've got to have chaos. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But something blew my mind, y'all. 
when I read this text, something blew my mind because I discovered that it was not until Gideon got out into the chaos and started harvesting that it wasn't until then that the angel showed up and said, you're a mighty man of valor. Oh, yeah. He didn't say that before he got out in the harvest. He said that after he got in the harvest. And I would like to prophesy to this church tonight. And I'd like to prophesy to you watching at home. There are angels waiting to be released right now. There are angels of harvest that are ready to be released right now in North America. But God is saying I'm looking for people that will ignore the chaos and get in the harvest. Oh, yeah. I want us to lift our hands one more time and worship the Lord. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's do that a little bit more. Wherever you are, get your family near you. I curse the spirit of fear that's been on you. I curse the spirit of fear that's been on your house. I curse the spirit of fear that's been on your kids. Oh, maybe it's time to get off the media and get in the harvest. Maybe it's time to get off of social media and get in the harvest. Maybe it's time to get off Fox News and get in the harvest. Maybe it's time to get off of CNN and get in the harvest. Maybe it's time to get off MSNBC and get in the harvest. Hey! Hey, CNN! Hey, Fox News! We're going to give your camera something to shoot. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hey, MSNBC, we're going to give your camera something to shoot because the apostolic church is on the rise. The apostolic church is coming to the forefront and we're going to have signs, wonders, and miracles and we're going to have a harvest. I believe that. I believe that. But I want you to know God also designated this harvest in my closing. God also designated this harvest, Pastor Kinsey. He designated this harvest for not just sinners, as it were. Oh, but he designated this harvest for a special group of people called the backsliders. Oh, yeah. I'm preaching to people right now. You're going to share this video. You're going to share it. Not because I think the preaching is so great, but you're going to start thinking about some backslider that's away from God and God's stirring them up on their beds. I'm preaching to you tonight. There's a group of people that God's going after and it's called the backslider. Oh, how do you know? Well, in my closing, brothers and sisters, in my closing, my mind goes back to this woman by the name of Naomi. This woman, the Bible says, leaves Bethlehem. 
the Bible, uh, if you study Bethlehem, it refers to the house of bread. It's a place where bread is. It's a place where the provision of God is. But she decides to leave. She decides to go. I don't know why. Maybe she got hurt. The Bible said there was a famine. I, I don't know altogether. But it seems to me that they went, the Bible says, to Moab. And the Bible says they get there and she loses her husband. She loses her two sons. Ain't got nothing left. I'm empty now. I got chaos all around me. She comes. Chaos has driven her back to the gates of Bethlehem. And the Bible says that when she gets there, she's her posture is probably stooped. She's probably not walking as tall as she did when she left. She's coming in with her. She stooped to the ground and somebody said, oh, I recognize you. I recognize you. You're Naomi. She said, don't call me Naomi no more. I'm bitter. I come back empty. It'd be a sad story, Pastor Kinsey, if the Bible had left it there, but the Holy Ghost said, don't drop your pen just yet because I want you to write something down. The Bible says, yeah, she's coming back empty. She's in chaos right now. But the Bible says she's coming home at the time of harvest. She's coming home. She's going to be harvested, but she's holding the hand of chaos. I'm preaching to people in this room, this room and on this webcast that feels like there's chaos not just because of the coronavirus, but because life has shook some stuff up in your world. But I want you to know you're a candidate for a miraculous harvest. You're a candidate. And wherever you are, I want you to lift your hands and I want you to cry out to God. And I want us to tell the Lord we're up for the challenge. Hallelujah. If you're in this building, I want you to stand. If you're, if you're at home, I want you to get into a posture where you can touch God. I want you to get into a posture. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that don't sound very promising. Oh. I got news for you. God has let us know. Folks, we've not faced a national crisis like this since 
We ain't faced a national crisis like this since 9-11. And since 9-11, we've not had a greater opportunity to wade out into the chaos and get the harvest. Hey, folks. No more than 10 at a time. No more than can't go nowhere but to the stores. Hey, folks, never in our history has God helped us eliminate distractions than right now. Ain't nobody going to Bush Gardens. Ain't nobody going to Disney World. Ain't nobody going to the ball games. Whew. Ain't nobody going on vacation. So we might as well have harvest. I don't know how long this is going to last. But I've got my mind made up. I'm going to have harvest. Even if it's holding the hand of chaos. I want us to lift our hands one more time wherever you are. Father, right now in your mighty name, Jesus, I'm praying for some Naomi. Not only am I praying for some Naomi that feels empty, but I'm praying right now that our churches across this nation our eyes would be wide open. Our ears would be open. That our ears would be closed to the lies of the devil. And they would be open to the truth of your word. The truth is you're for us. And you want to give us harvest. Lord, there's confusion in our nation. Lord, there's unbelief in our nation, but I'm going to have harvest anyway because I believe your word. Let's all pray together. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let's cry out to God. Let's cry out to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Let's worship the Lord. As we turn it to the pastor, in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. I believe we've heard from God tonight. I believe that the chaos that's happening around us has been ordered of the Lord that we might reap the harvest. And we're going to step into that chaos and allow God to use us to be a voice of faith in people's lives to turn them to what's the most important thing and that's a personal, true relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us this evening. We appreciate you being a part of our live stream broadcast. We will be back here again Wednesday, 7 p.m. for another live stream broadcast. And Brother Jerry Jones will be speaking. So please put that on your calendar. You really don't have anywhere else to go. So you might as well be right here with us. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Our musicians and singers have done an outstanding job.
of worshiping and bring us into the presence of God. And I appreciate them and value them so very much. God bless you this evening. You be safe.